I'm Maggie. I'm Kristen. And this is Hot Chocolate in a Movie, the Christmas movie podcast. You know, it's that time of year we start pulling out our Christmas decorations, dropping our babies off at the fire department, <laughs> and looking for a Christmas tree. Typical. It's just a busy time of year. I love the scene where Stephen comes out for the first time and sees Thomas, and he's like, you have a baby? How long have I been asleep? <laughs> Welcome to Hot Chocolate in a Movie, a podcast where we talk about our favorite Christmas movies and what makes them great. So this week we watched Three Wise Men and a Baby, which is an extremely long title for (laughs) a a movie. It's wordy. (laughs) It is. It is. And I watched it on Amazon Prime through the Hallmark Channel subscription um, because I had that from the last movie that we watched. As we discussed last week, we were both on the seven-day free trial. That's where I watched it, too. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? I did. I really enjoyed it. How about you? I liked it. I... It was so hard to follow up Haul Out the Holly. So (laughs) I feel like they were kind of at a disadvantage there. But let's jump into what the movie was about. Okay. I'll go first this time. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. So we have three brothers who they are all living with their mother in some form or another, but they're actually kind of estranged from each other. They're all dealing with childhood trauma of when their father left them and their mom. And so now they're grown up and they all have various problems in their life and their mother wants them all to get together to have one nice special Christmas all together as a family. They're only kind of on board with this when suddenly a abandoned baby is left at the firehouse for the oldest brother and they bring the baby home and it brings them all together. Okay. Just got it. Just got it. That was, it was too much to say in 30 seconds. Well, it was, it was a a lot going on in that movie. So I guess I will kind of fill in the blanks here. Yeah, you're going to need to pick up from basically when the baby shows up and saves Christmas. (laughs) I was going to say no pressure, but that literally is like the... That's what the happens. Whole point of Christmas, also. So. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, <laughs> nice metaphor. So this baby kind of creates some chaos in the lives of the three brothers, who are already going through a pretty chaotic time in their lives, anyways. Um, but through the magic of Christmas and forgiveness and family, they manage to come together and really do some healing. So it. Uh, has a little bit of everything. It's got family, tradition. It's got a love, three love stories in there, really, um, and Christmas decorations. It was hard because there was a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think like this is another ensemble piece, kind of like Hall of the Holly oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you look up some of the names of the people that were in this movie? Did you know them already? I did know some of them already. Okay, so who'd you know? So two of the three brothers I have already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas, who is played by Andrew Walker, I have seen him in other Christmas movies before, and he has always done a good job. Stefan, who is played by Paul Campbell, uh, I've seen him in several Christmas movies, and we're going to talk more about him later. Enjoyed him. Tyler Hines played Taylor. He was new to me, but in looking up his background, he has also done many of these kinds of movies before. And then the mom, did you recognize her? Margaret Collins. I did recognize her but I was at a disadvantage here. I have never seen Three Men and a Baby. Oh, gosh. You are at a disadvantage. <laughs> um, I actually hardly remember her. She, so she was in Three Men and a Baby. Um, I can't remember that one very much, although I did watch it as a kid. I was more of a Three Men and a Little Lady kind of kid. Okay. Loved that movie. 
Um, it's a great sequel. I just remember thinking it was wonderful. It's got a little bit more romance in it compared to the first one, and I've always been a sucker for romance, even when I was a kid. <laughs> um, so I don't remember her from that one, but she was in Independence Day. Oh, yes. okay. She's like the chief of staff or something to the president and the ex-wife of um, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yeah, so she's great in that movie. She had a very familiar face. Of their the secondary love interests, I did not know any of them beforehand, but I would like to highlight Susie's real name. Did you look up what it was? Oh, Fiona Broom. Broom, isn't that awesome? That is awesome. What a great name. Yeah, I hope it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think there's a Broom family out there somewhere. I thought it was a really well cast, good cast um, of people. I thought the brothers were so very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was nice too. My first thought kind of when I was being introduced to all of them was, like, what if they were a boy band? You know, because they felt like they had the distinct <laughs> characteristics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, there's, like, the smart, kind of nerdy, shy one. And there's, like, the gamer bad boy. And then there's, like, the firefighter The all-American boy. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they did that dance number, I was like, oh. Turns out they something. are a boy band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you said you really enjoyed this movie. Tell tell me why. Okay, so what I loved most about this movie, one, I do always like a good ensemble movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to watch this originally because I had heard that the writing was very good. And I think the writing in this movie was excellent. They balanced three character arcs. None of them felt shortchanged. Everybody felt like they got to where they needed to be. And it was just funny, especially Taylor's character. He had so many funny lines. Like when the neighbor has his big new truck. Did your truck come with an unearned sense of confidence? And the neighbor goes, no, but it came with a snowmobile. You know? <laughs> Stuff like that. When he was giving relationship advice to the, the preteen over the phone while he was gaming. It's Aww. like, you got to be mature. Now, hold on. My mom's calling. You know, stuff like that. I did like when Taylor said that babies are like potatoes with arms. <laughs> And I don't even think that's true because potatoes just sit there. If only they were I just know, like potatoes with arms. But it was just it was so a much funny e- easier thing. to wash. <laughs> it was good writing just in the little details. Yeah. In addition to managing a lot of plot points and a lot of emotional stuff that was going on with a bunch of different characters. About the writers of the movie, do you want to talk about that? No, go. Do you? Did you know? No. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you talk, said that we were going to talk about. Um, Paul Campbell, who who played Stefan, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to point out that he was a writer of this movie. Was he? He was, oh, absolutely. Oh, that's and great. He, he co-wrote it, apparently, with, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her, her name right now. She was a doctor at the ER. Um, oh, yeah. She is another actress mm-hmm. that shows up in these movies a lot. They wrote it? They wrote it together. Kimberly Sustead. That's yeah. wonderful. So they wrote this together. They've apparently starred in Christmas movies together as well. So Gonna have to look that I up know. too. I liked this movie because it was an ensemble piece as well. There were a lot of different people in there. This was kind of silly to me, I guess. Sure. Um, you know, it's that time of year. We start 
pulling out our Christmas decorations, dropping our babies off at the fire department, <laughs> and looking for a Christmas tree. Typical. It's just a busy time of year, uh-huh. right? It is. Um, but I did like how everybody kind of made a point to say, like, well, in five days, we'll call Child Protective <laughs> Services. Or They're we'll... <laughs> giving it until Christmas. I like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it was... It, they were being responsible. Yeah, they it. didn't want to ruin her Christmas either. <laughs> um, I also kind of thought, too, as I was watching this movie, that it was, you know, it's called Three Wise Men and a Baby. And I was like, these guys are not wise. <laughs> they do not know what <laughs> yeah. they're doing. It was a bit ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but who was wise was, like, all the women in the movie. Yeah. You know, the mom is fantastic. She knows what she's doing. She's a caretaker. And the ex-girlfriend who worked at the web gaming mm-hmm. development. Fiona. Fiona. She was brilliant, of mm-hmm. course. Susie does those costumes, and she, you know, has a real um, knack for putting stuff in at ease. It yeah. was maybe a little silly on Susie's part. A little silly. A little bit. But, yeah, she really pulled it around at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. And then I I really liked Mark LeClark. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he first showed up, I was like, who is this Mark guy? Why is he so mean? Um and they kind of went into his backstory a little bit that he was like a bully in yeah, high school. Yeah, he wasn't nice in high school. But he invites everyone over for a keg of eggnog at the end. After he beats them, to be clear. Sure, but... But he's but, ready with a keg of eggnog. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't beat them physically. I want to put that We're talking about him being a bully. Sorry, this is at the end after they've had the uh, lights competition and... Mark does handily win, and then he invites them over. But that was such a funny scene, too, because the brothers are trying so hard to, like, win this Christmas competition, and they're dressed up as three wise men mm-hmm. um, with the baby, and they put their heart into it. They got uh, Fiona to help with the light show, and they got Susie to help with the costumes. And the fire truck with the star That's hanging right. from it. That was very clever use of the fire truck. So I loved that. Oh, yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. so involved. And then the announcer's like, and let's hear it for the winner, who's clearly <laughs> Mark LeClark. Landslide victory to the <laughs> other guy. Right. Thank goodness they did that, though. Because, you know, in all these movies, you have to have a bit of a willing suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. If they had given the award to the Three Wise Men show over the other house, it's just a step too far. I couldn't have believed it. Everything else was, you were like, yes, of course. Totally on board. Absolutely. No problem with any of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's fair. What did you think of all of their careers? I think that the uh, the careers that they each had was very indicative of their personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, the oldest, very responsible, totally makes sense to see him as a fireman. The youngest, the eternal child, <laughs> totally makes sense to see him designing games for the rest of his life. Right. You know, right. middle child used to being in the middle, a bit more sensitive and focusing, you know, on a therapy type thing. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I'm not sure that how Stefan is staying afloat. He's got one client. <laughs> one pet therapy client. One pet therapy client. But mm-hmm. I feel like he could really expand that. I didn't realize pet therapy was a thing. Oh yeah, that's a thing. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I had to look that up. Um, and I guess technically he would be like a certified applied animal behaviorist. Nice. Which requires a graduate degree in animal behavior so he's smart he knows what he's doing he's educated oh yeah he's not a pet detective (laughs) as we learned from the movie but i would watch that movie i I want that to be clear who wouldn't (laughs) do you think that they had a lot of trauma still from their their childhood that they i 
do. I mean, yeah. when they finally get to the point in the movie where they're kind of having an emotional talk about it, not even necessarily an emotional talk, a fight about it, you know, and they talk about, you know, for instance, when they were talking about Stephen, you just go and hide in your room and you've been hiding ever since, you know? So it sounds like it kind of started from that time. The youngest, uh, his tendency is obviously to quit on things when they get hard. You could definitely see how that would be tied in to an absentee father, you know? And then the oldest, he's dealing with all this resentment of having to take care of everybody. And again, that's because he had to basically be a dad when he was a kid. Yeah. You know, I see the origin of all of their problems in this one event. Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with that. And so I think that was really interesting, too, that this is a film where you do have to kind of suspend your belief a little bit in order to buy into the storyline. But at the same time, it's relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, families do have that type of trauma or experience and it might not be specific to that but it can make the holidays really hard Mm -hmm. too and all of the kids could deal with it in very different ways yeah i mean none of them reacted the same way that's true i thought this movie in general had some really nice themes of parenthood and you know um being a son in this case it was also i thought pretty realistic some of the stuff about taking care of the baby I would just say non-parents might think that they're exaggerating some of the things that go wrong uh, when they first are taking care of the baby Thomas. All of it felt very relatable to me. When Tay says something along the lines of, you know, he eats every seven minutes. (laughs) I felt that. Yeah. When they found Luke with Thomas and everything was going fine, they're like, why aren't you crying? Why isn't he crying? That felt very real. Trying to, like, bake cookies with a baby I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You can't even, you can't wash dishes with a baby around. You can't do anything like bake cookies. Right. Come on. So that really, really felt very real to me. And the mother with her older sons, a lot of things she said felt very real to me. Like, you know, when she first suggested that she wanted everybody to get together to decorate the Christmas tree together and they immediately started bickering and she's like, never mind, forget it. I'm sorry I said anything about it. I mean, those words have come out of my exact mouth all the time. You know, so I feel like they really nailed what being a parent is like. Yeah, I agree with that. They didn't gloss over it. It wasn't some picture-perfect family thing, Mm -hmm. you know. For me, when Taylor's going to the store with the baby the first time, you know, the first, do you remember the first time you went to a store with a baby? It was so scary. It's terrible. You're just so sure everything is going to go wrong, and usually it does. I got escorted out of (laughs) Winn-Dixie the first time I took my daughter to the grocery (laughs) store, so... It was, yeah, I I'm feel sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, Chris. I feel like they thought they were being kind, you know, like, let, let me help you to your car. But I hadn't paid yet. <laughs> they were just <laughs> trying to get me out of there. Um, and, gosh, that was so tough. But it's it's hard. And, yeah. and they have no history with this baby, yeah, too. Yeah, just jumping into it brand new. Even, like, going to the two-week checkup with my daughter. I remember, you know, when they were like, how's she doing? I'm like, I just met her. I have <laughs> I don't no know. Clue. What do you think? <laughs> right? I'm here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a great job. And they jumped in. They really did. Um, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. That a lot of people are like, yeah, I guess I'll do this now. Yeah, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. I have one thing I have to mention that was amazing that they did in the movie. So after they were giving Thomas a bath, and they scoop him out of the tub to put the towel on him. Did you notice how they managed to cover him completely from head to toe with that towel on his way out of the tub so you didn't get a single flash of baby nakedness anywhere? That was good. One, it was incredible that they were able to do that. 
I feel like they must have practiced the move because I'm pretty sure that was Thomas that they were doing. I don't think they had like a dummy baby. Right. But also, do you think those are like Hallmark sensors that you can't, you know, see like a naked baby leg, for instance? (laughs) (laughs) I can understand not wanting maybe a baby butt in the movie, but I mean, it was... It was so perfect, they had to have practiced it. It was on purpose. It, maybe it was like a CGI towel or something that they used. Um, <laughs> that seems sure. over budget for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, because I don't know how you do it in real life. <laughs> so, yeah, it could be censorship. We didn't really see anything racy in this movie. It was a very... I don't think we ever will see anything racy. Well... I think that's a step too far. <laughs> right. The closest we got was Lucas saying, it's not my baby. And... Having a star named Fiona Room. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have a bit of a beef with um, the very first, I'd say, 24 hours when they're taking care of Thomas. Mm -hmm. Did you notice whenever Luke was at the fire station, they were just telling him, you know, a lot of, you're being so responsible taking on this baby. And I'm thinking, he hasn't done a darn thing for this kid yet. The mom took care of him overnight and then he pawned Thomas off on both of his brothers to take care of him, and they're going through hell over there. He's done nothing. I completely agree with you, and I thought the same thing. But then luckily the fire chief is like, so go home, you know, get out of so here. So go home and do it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, okay, then he's going to start. Yeah. Yep, and then he did a fantastic job, apparently. He was, like, cool as a cucumber, got everything assembled, made cookies um, mm-hmm. without burning them, mm-hmm. um, and then – Picked up the wrong baby and, and left Thomas out on the streets. As one does. Happens all the time. Whoops. This poor baby. I felt very sorry for that baby. Which one? The one that got switched in, who like was supposed to go home with his mother and ended up with these three guys? I mean, that one, but the one who has been left twice <laughs> in less than five days. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. How did they find each other to switch the babies back? We glossed right over that part. We know the police were involved. Yeah. And no questions were asked. <laughs> That's right. Can you imagine if they'd at least said the basic, is this your child? <laughs> the story that would unpack from that? Well, you know what? That kind of made me think of the doctor's visit, too, because when the doctor was like, well, who's the dad here? Do you know how much paperwork you have to do when you go to the doctor? I know, There is right? no way they would have checked out that baby and been like, well, and by the way, which one of you was... A parent of this baby, yep, you know? no problem. Is that something that you've seen before, like rashes with teething? I, I have not either. So I was kind of surprised that that was the explanation that was given. I would say good to have that checked out. I yeah. Think they made the right call on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. when in doubt, check a rash out. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second thing I learned <laughs> from this podcast. Yeah, I won't go. It's probably teething. <laughs> The other thing that I always look out for, and I think you caught this one, is product placement in movies. Yes, I did catch this one. After they fooled me and haul out the holly, I really had my eyes peeled this time. Maggie, what was the product placement? Daisy sour cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice front and center, well lit, and a beautiful fridge. Well, and the sponsor so nice, you have to show it twice. I actually saw it two times. Are you serious? There was a second one? Yes. Tricked me again. Where was it? (laughs) It was when the girls were over and they were starting to plan. They, um, I guess they were eating or something, but it was out on the countertop Uh, as well. Darn it. Yeah. But Mm. they made sure that we saw that, so. 
I am wondering why they did not go with a baby sponsor of some kind. Surely there was something they could have done. Well, I don't know. I mean, because like I did see the Pampers logo and everything. Mm-hmm. I clearly identified that. And they made it a point to say, like, he needs diapers. Mm-hmm. Grandsons need diapers. They could have gone this... with adult diapers, too. They could, there was yeah. a nice tie-in for that one as well, but there was no name brand on those. Yeah, that's true. That they didn't good. look very nice, either. They're gray. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they make them gray? I don't know. Mm-mm. Okay, so I think one of the things I particularly like about this movie is they have a couple really great big visual moments. So one is obviously the Nutcracker dance. Loved it. Which is done very well. Like, they're not bad. They do a really good job. I want to know why they learned that. Like, what happened in their past. I think we need a Nutcracker dance origin story, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see them just, like, working that up on a weekend. And it stayed with them, you know? Like, I have a feeling they Every haven't bit. danced that dance in years. But they heard the <laughs> they, music, yep. they were together, they, they knew, knew it. what to do. Yeah, they were ready. The other moment I love is the picture with Santa, where they all come striding <laughs> out in their matching elf yeah. outfits, matching the baby. It was a good one-two punch. Bam. I loved it. I did, too. I like that we got to see this family, like, getting ready for Christmas. They were really doing all the things, taking the photos with Santa, getting the Christmas tree, putting up the decorations. It was everything their mom had wanted them to do, mm-hmm. and they did it on their own. So yeah. I thought that was really nice, too. You know, it's kind of a shame that their mom didn't get to be there for more of it. So, you know, she's off uh, taking care of her sister, who has fallen, so mm-hmm. she's doing a good deed. But she, And she got to be there for Christmas morning, and she said, you know, it's her, her Christmas wish to have all of them together on Christmas morning, and nobody's fighting. And I'll just tell you, that's a Christmas miracle for any family. <laughs> right. So that's great that she got to be there. But she also, I think, would have liked to have been there for all the prep part of it, too. Would they have stepped up and done it if she's there? That's less likely. Probably yeah. not. But I feel bad that she couldn't be a little more part of it. Well, they were still kind of figuring their dynamic out at that point, too. I think she was probably relieved to be away from the bickering and the mm. you know kind yeah. of back and she forth. She basically got a little vacation out of she it. She really did. Yeah. So, and when she came back everything was good and they mm. were instantly better. <laughs> this baby <laughs> changed their lives in five days. Yeah it's a good um, five days. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. So Lucas ends up being able to complete his house. Right. And to keep the baby, I guess, because he and Sophie. That's right. End up together. Just marry that mom. So, but that worked out well. Um, and, you know, I don't know if this was meant to be funny too, but it did kind of make me laugh when the mom comes back to, you know, reclaim her baby, basically. Mm-hmm. And she tells Lucas the reason why she selected him is because he was so helpful when she was delivering the baby. And then he said something like, I guess we both look pretty different. <laughs> dressed as a wise man when he said it and that was how he looked different right. she looked pretty normal at the time <laughs> <laughs> it was just that she was no longer enormous and in labor i guess that, yeah and that, kept, that makes a difference i will say <laughs> i mean yeah it's a wonder that he managed to bounce back from that and somehow end up with her i know right did not seem like the smoothest guy <laughs> That's probably why she was a little hesitant at the end when he went to go visit. You know, she didn't immediately welcome him in. 
Oh, they talked for a minute, and then yeah. she was like, do you want to come in and see the baby? Now, do you know who would have immediately welcomed him in? Did you pick up on this? No, who? The newscaster lady. Oh, was she hitting on she him? She was very into Lucas, both times when she was in the scene with him. And I am really curious if they told her to play it that way, or she just couldn't help it <laughs> being <laughs> next to him. Because, oh my gosh, she yeah. was dying for him every time. Well, it was kind of part of his character, too, because he'd been in the calendar. Yeah, that's right. Mr. January, they mm-hmm. said. So, hilarious. They so. should have made him Mr. December. That would have fit with the theme better. Oh. oh, poor Taylor. What did you think of him being fired at his Christmas party? Uh, I thought that was a little rough. And because I think he had a pretty good point that that snowman that they superimposed on this alien landscape for the game did not look great. He was right. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just felt like it could have waited <laughs> till after the party. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But I guess that mm-hmm. was just the last straw. They'd had enough. They were done with him until they welcomed him back with open arms at the end. Right. Five days later. Also, Fiona was pretty harsh on him considering he was fired. He didn't actually really quit. He was just trying to, you know, cover up and make himself feel better. But they all knew he was fired. For raising issues about a snowman in the middle of an alien landscape. And she wouldn't let it drop that she had to work harder and he wasn't there to help. It, I mean, was that really his fault? I, You know, I think they worked really hard to to show us how impossible he was. Because they used yeah. that multiple times. Like he always had to say something or do something mm-hmm. that would, you know, sabotage the event or, you know, make people upset. Like he was, they called him selfish. But... I'm going to say he didn't seem that selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that he was one of those people that, like, doesn't communicate, which yeah. is hard for me in a movie because, you know, when Fiona's working on the lights after hours and he has to go because there's, you know, an issue, instead of just saying, you know, I have to go, there's a rash, mm-hmm. he's just like, I have to go. You yeah, know? it wouldn't have, it was like one extra sentence. Exactly. The baby's sick. We're going she to the would have understood that. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed all the scenes where Stefan and Tay were kind of depicted as a married couple. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it starts when they're in the grocery store and right. they're both carrying Thomas around and people are mistaking them for a couple and it's very funny. But then later when they're both taking care of Thomas home alone late while they're waiting for Lucas to come home from the fire station and when he comes home, you know, he said, I'm sorry, something came up and Stefan's like... Who is it? What's her name? What's her name? And then Lucas complains about the cat gifs they always send them, and they're holding each other's hand, comforting each other, saying, don't listen to him. And I want to know which one of them sending cat gifs, first of all. Yeah. Because I don't see it of either of them. So somebody's got a little secret happy side that they're not sharing in the movie. But I thought that was really funny. And I think that was also really true to how families interact also, because, you know, mm-hmm. you can have your issues and you can, you know, rib each other and get on each other's nerves. But you've always got, like, that bond, you know, that mm-hmm. thing that you, like, are connected to. You and... can still send them cat gifs no matter what. Absolutely. And you have different relationships with different siblings. You yeah. know, if you've got three siblings, you've got multiple relationships happening within that group. Yeah. Alliances and yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and whatever the opposite of an alliance is. <laughs> um, if you had an alternate title for this movie, what would you have come up with? I mean, the only thing I can vaguely think of is, like, the baby who saved Christmas. But, again, that should be Jesus. <laughs> right. We can't give that to Thomas. No. <laughs> Maybe 
Well, Santa baby's already a, a... Also not appropriate. <laughs> Very different connotation. You're right. Okay, you got that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe three wise men and a baby was the best that could be done. It's just so long. <laughs> and we talked about this even when we were planning this, mm-hmm. like just trying to abbreviate it to 3-W-M-A-A-B. <laughs> yeah, that's not better than saying the whole title. It's not roll off the tongue, mm-hmm. no. Which is funny because I, it's just the addition of the word wise. Three men and a baby is like classic. It rolls right off the tongue. Are we going to get three wise men and a little lady? (laughs) Are you going to love it if we do? I would. Yeah. Thomas is not a little lady. Three wise men and a little lad. Oh, yeah. There we go. And I would watch this. I would watch any kind of sequel about this family. I thought it was fun because it was so different to a lot of Christmas movies. It's like one romance that we're following and here... The romance was really not front and center. Mm-hmm. It was more about the family relations. It was about the brothers bonding. And then there was a love story in there and it made sense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't over the top. So what would you call, what would you say is the main romance of the movie? I think it was Stefan and Susie. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad for Lucas because I was like, man, he's the only one who doesn't have a love interest. And so then I kind of thought, well... Maybe that is his baby, you know? Yeah. And like maybe And that's how it's gonna all tie up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but he does have a love interest and it is his baby, but not yet. He was very firm and was sure it was not his baby. Yeah. I think that's to let us know like he's not he doesn't have time. That's not for like that. him. No, he would yeah. never. He would never. I mean. Mm-hmm. Sure, he can't remember every woman who he helps to deliver a baby. Is he Mr. January? Okay, but still. (laughs) I love the talk about types of Christmas trees. I could not believe Lucas was considering a pine. That is ridiculous. You've got strong opinions on this. I do. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed when they were telling Thomas the baby to pick by blinking, and they said blink 11 times for pine. (laughs) That couldn't happen. I support that. And then I enjoyed the noble fur uh, line and then the callback to it later. That was, I think, one of my favorite jokes of the movie when she's like, is that a noble fur? And that's when you knew they were meant to be together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, that was really cute. Mm -hmm. It was. Baby's first ornament thing was really precious, too. Oh, that was was really sweet. It's not not cute. Right. really nice that they ended up together Lucas and Sophie at the end because when he went to go like deliver that ornament I was like no that's the only thing you have to remember Thomas by. He wanted that Mm -hmm. yeah but again he didn't help make it because that's when he was not taking care of the baby but getting all the credit for it. As a true father usually (laughs) I know Scary real life parallels yeah. there, but I just tell you, they nail parenting in this movie. They really do. And you know, I, I would just like to say our husbands are very involved. Yes. Not them. Yeah. We'll edit that part out too before we play it for our husbands. Yeah. <laughs> I did really have to kind of remind myself though that this was like a lighthearted film because otherwise I was like, wow, this is a really bold commentary on the state of childcare in America. And the lack of maternal supports. It's easier uh, just to abandon the baby to get your Christmas list done. <laughs> <laughs> like, at first, were you kind of like, what kind of mom does this? Or were you, like, on board, you understood there was something going on? I mean, I was a little bit, what kind of mom does this? Yeah. I mean, even, I don't care how great that fireman is. 
You're going to trust him for five days without clearing it with him first, even that he's going to take care of your son? Maggie, I trust him from January 1st to January 31st. We're in December. (laughs) But you know, he can handle a whole month is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, so I wasn't fully on board with that. I was not like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that was, it was hard for me to kind of be like, this is fine. (laughs) This is okay. I mean, and when she showed up at the end and saw her baby being used in that wise man tableau that was horrendous and horribly done uh i hope she really you know paid for what she did <laughs> like, look what they did with him <laughs> well and here's another instance where like more communication would have been better she wrote on the note like luke i will be back for this baby in five days mm-hmm. no signature no phone number <laughs> Like, not even a good luck, really. Like, um, not even that. It's not yours. It's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours. Um, I thought that was kind of surprising. And clearly she didn't have a way to reach him except by note at the fire department. Yeah, you know, fire, so. fire gram. Fire gram. <laughs> when Tay knocked over the canister of formula near the beginning of taking care of the baby, did that come with Thomas or... Did somebody go out and buy that? I couldn't remember seeing that with the car seat and Thomas when he was all wrapped up in the beginning. Because maybe she at least delivered him with supplies. But then why weren't there diapers? Because that one had just spilled out and been unusable. I don't yeah. think she even gave them any supplies. I did kind of like how the Bennett mom yes. absolved um, Sophie. Of, she was very understanding yeah. of the challenges that the single mom would be going through. Yeah. It is hard to, to take care of young kids and... Um, it's horrible yeah well we also love our children very much but the taking care of them in the early days is rough yeah it really is just nothing on earth prepares you for it it is so hard so that was kind of cool that the that they jumped in to do that Mm -hmm. um clearly their mom raised them well yeah and i like that the aunt said that too you know that Mm -hmm. they're three three guys that love their mom um and love each other I also liked when they appreciated how much she did for them, too. Yes, that but, was nice. Mm-hmm. Once they really had to live through it and see what she had to do for them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I guess in that way, they did become wise men because they realized yeah, that. Yeah. They're definitely wiser men. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, where are they now? What are they doing? I hope somebody's moved out of the house. <laughs> the mom? I, mean, I, know, I know Lucas moved out. <laughs> I think the, it was just easier for the mom yeah. to just move out. Probably. Leave it behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just think they should maybe take a note from our hero from Haul Out the Holly, and they can live close to her without living under the same roof. We do seem to have a housing problem in both of these movies. Yeah, Christmas housing shortage. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Sophie and Lucas are happily married. Taylor and Fiona end up together, obviously. I think he gets, you know, he got his job back, but I think he starts his own gaming company. Yeah. And then I think Stefan and... Susie. Susie. They are the couple on House Hunters when you're like, what do you do? And she's like, I make costumes and I'm a, and he's a pet therapist. Like that's, that's a house Our budget hunter. is eight million. Yes, that's them. Okay. So that brings me to the question I want to ask you. You have to marry one of the three brothers. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to marry and why? Oh, that's so tough. That is a really good and tough question. Give you a second. Give me a second. It's tough because Lucas has a job. Mm-hmm. and he seems like he's really put together. But at the same time, he does kind of stress out about, like, how much he has to do for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm also an older sibling, so I feel like I would relate to that. But then also, is that too much? I don't know. 
And then Stefan is, he's quirky. And I, I like quirk. I really do. I think it's cool that he's a pet therapist. I understand not wanting to talk to people all the time. And I feel like I could be that person too that kind of does talk for him. I would have no mm-hmm. problem with that. And then Taylor is is funny. He's a funny guy. And I, I like that too. He'd be the funniest to live with for sure. Yeah. But he'd also be the person who I'd have to do the most laundry for. And I do not like doing laundry. Agree. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Stefan. Stefan. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? I am also going to marry Stefan. My reasonings being, one, he doesn't really like to go out and see people. And I feel like we could stay home as much as I wanted. Yeah. That sounds nice. That's sometimes. a better fit for you. Right? Yeah. Um, second, he washed Susie's casserole dish for her. Aww. So I was really on board with that. And then third, this has less to do with Stefan and more to do with Paul Campbell. I really love him. Aww. I think he's great. I've seen him in a couple other movies and just his, not just his acting, his, he like has chemistry with people that really elevates what would be kind of a pretty mediocre movie to really pretty enjoyable. So I'm going with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think that would be a good fit. So I will just have to marry one of the other brothers. Sorry, you can yeah. have Taylor. I think he'd be very funny. He'd be laughing all the time. Um, and he's not impossible anymore. He's learned his lesson. So he would be. Yeah, you can get post-movie Taylor. I would have to. Because mm-hmm. I do not think I could date in movie Taylor. Well, for a apparently nobody could. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with Lucas, though? Why not Lucas? Well, I'd always be worried about the news reporter stealing my husband. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to go after him aggressively, I'm sure. I think Sophie needs to be on her guard. One quick favor to ask. As you all know, we are a brand new baby podcast, and we are in need of ratings and reviews. So if you have enjoyed this episode, please hop on to wherever you get your podcasts and just leave us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Fraser fur. All the way. That's the way to go. Okay. Now I'm going to call it the noble fur. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs>